Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast, where we have in-depth and meaningful conversations with various instructors, organizers, and musicians in the colorful and exciting world of Argentine tango. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thank you very much for joining us. As students of tango, we're mostly occupied with the technical aspects of the dance, which mainly involves learning new figures, improving our technique, communicating with our partners, and figuring out how to move to the music. But there's a lot more to tango than just technical stuff. The people we'll meet on the show have dedicated a great deal of time and in many cases their professional lives to this dance. They've accumulated insights, ideas, and perhaps even philosophies that can prove eye-opening and invaluable to our growth as tango dancers. But within the limited time frame of a lesson or workshop, there's often not much of an opportunity for these thoughts to be shared. And it's the goal of this podcast to help fill that missing space. Visit just about any major city in the world and you're likely to find a tango community. You can almost take it for granted that you'll find a milonga, practica, or class. But what you should never take for granted is the fact that people are working behind the scenes to keep those communities going. And with me today are two tireless tango organizers joining us from the amazing city of New Orleans, Louisiana. Lindsay Zan and Jimena Gordillo have brought in a number of big-name tango pros to teach in their community. One of their biggest goals is to create opportunities for dancers to broaden their horizons and push their limits, and within a relatively short period of time, they've managed to make quite an impact. Lindsay and Kimena, thank you both so much for taking the time to be on the show. I'm very glad to be here. Yeah, thank you for having us. <laughs> so, uh, first question I want to ask you both is, uh, can you describe the moment when tango grabbed you? You know, when you knew you wanted this dance to be a big part of your life. Kimena, would you like to go first? Sure. Uh, so I started dancing tango just because I was at a point in my life where I I needed something new. I needed something. I needed to do something for myself. Mm -hmm. I had been focused too much on work, too much on things that weren't bringing me joy. And I had loved to dance when I was younger. And so I thought I would give tango a try. Mm -hmm. And I remember that I took a couple tango classes, a beginner's course, and w one of the instructors told me that she was organizing a milonga with live music mm. later in the week. And so I decided to go to the event to see what it was all about. And I walked into this room and there were 20 or 30 people dancing to tango music and they all seemed to be having a great time and they all danced so wonderfully and everyone had their own style and everybody had their own personality in their dance and from that moment on I think I was just hooked. I wanted to be one of those people. I wanted somebody to walk into a room and see me dance and oh, be impressed. Nice. How about you, Lindsay? I have sort of a, a similar story of my own. Um, I grew up dancing mostly ballet and tap and jazz and kind mm -hmm. of all the, the regular stuff that little girls kind of grow up <laughs> learning. Mm -hmm. And um, I stopped dancing um, in my teens. Mm -hmm. It was one of my biggest life regrets, um, mm. but for various reasons, I decided that I needed a break from dance. So I did that. Um, I 
took a couple of classes um, just to, you know, entertain my myself during um, college and graduate school, and I decided that I wanted to get back into it after graduate school, but there's not a lot of opportunities for someone like myself um, who wants to grow in dance uh, and, and the classics like ballet. Um, that isn't a part of an academy where it's kind of like your professional career. A lot of the the ballet classes for adults that aren't professionals are pretty rudimentary. They're not really continuous or progressive. I see. Um, it's just more for working out. And so I was struggling trying to find a place for dance growth for myself. And a friend of mine gave me a gift certificate to a, uh, a local dance school here in town called Dance Quarter. Mm-hmm. So I signed up for for it just because I got a gift certificate to it, and there was a couple of different genres of of dances. Um, there was salsa and swing, and then there was tango. And tango just kind of pulled me in. I really like the aesthetic; it's very graceful and elegant. Mm-hmm. And it fit my personality, um, so I took a couple of classes, and that's how I got introduced to it. But I, I didn't really feel like it was a part of me for probably six or seven months. I attended the New Orleans Tango Festival, and that was great, but I still didn't know if it was right for me. And then I had an opportunity to perform, and I absolutely loved it. It brought back all the memories of of performing and, and growing when I was younger, and that's when I kind of got hooked and, and said, I really want to pursue um, growth in this dance. Okay. So did you two become friends before Tango, or did you meet through Tango? No, we actually um, started Tango at the very same exact class oh. on day one together. Okay. <laughs> Although I do have to say that Lindsay was there earlier because I'm always late, so. <laughs> yeah. so we didn't start at the exact same moment. Uh, She's probably got me beat by seven minutes. Uh, okay. <laughs> A minimum of seven minutes. Seven minutes. She is our time. Okay. So how did you both get into organizing? Did you decide to, to step up, or did you just fall into it? I'll let Ans- uh, Jimena answer that question, because okay. she was the initiator for us. Okay. Um, so... Lindsay and I became friends very shortly after we started taking lessons together um, in at the same time and we you know we just we connected and we would always talk about the instructors that we wanted to take lessons with and the kind of events that we wanted to attend and we had all we kept having these conversations about how we wanted all these things for our community and that they weren't happening for Mm -hmm. one reason or another. Mm -hmm. And one day I was having a conversation uh, with a woman who is part of our community and she really encouraged me to kind of step up and and do something new. Mm -hmm. So I talked to my teachers in Phoenix who have built a really wonderful community out there after moving there from Berkeley and they really focused on this idea that you need to give people a a space in the community Mm -hmm. even when people are new 
or when people haven't been dancing their entire lives, it's really important to have a space where people can take ownership of the community in mm -hmm. a certain way. And so with that idea in mind, I kind of came up with this concept of having a more community-type milonga where we would ask people from the community to DJ or to help us host or to perform or whatever they wanted to do or give the pre-milonga lesson, mm -hmm. um, different things like that. And I really was inspired to make it work, but organizing a monthly milonga is, is really a lot of work and yeah. publicizing it and building it and I knew that Lindsay um, and I got along really well mm -hmm. from a personality standpoint, but also that we would make a good team mm -hmm. organizationally. Yeah. And so I approached her about it, and I remember we were in her kitchen, <laughs> <laughs> and and I I kind of ran the idea by her and. You know, she was a little bit hesitant at first, but I think that finally we, we discussed it and I I made my case and mm -hmm. I sold her on it. And that was probably almost two years ago now mm -hmm. that, that we kind of started having some of these conversations and we decided to move forward with the project of being organizers in our community. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, and then um, I think Humanity and I were talking before we started recording that uh, how long have you two been, been dancing? Yeah, so Lindsay and yeah. I started dancing about three and a half years ago. Wow, yeah. So And we've been organizing for almost two years now. That's awesome. Yeah, I would like to point out, though, sure. we started dancing tango three and a half years ago. Yeah. Um, we both have some strong dance backgrounds, and I think both of our personalities – we're high achievers, mm -hmm. and we, when we commit to something, we commit to something fully. So um, um, when we started three and a half years ago, um, we kind of went all in. So nice. it, it wasn't as recreational as, you know, we'll take a class here or there. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, dancing three or four times a week. You, you mentioned, Lindsay, going all in. Uh, and that kind of segues into the next question. Um, what are what are some must-have skills that you need to have in order to be an effective tango event organizer? I know you kind of touched on them again, but um, there might. Uh, why don't we go into that a little bit more? Yeah. So there are a ton of skills that you need, and that's where I think Kimana was really mm -hmm. smart in finding someone to partner with her because I don't think one person is going to have all the skills that it takes, and mm -hmm. that's what's such a great thing about partnerships and dance and in life <laughs> is yeah. that you can really leverage and um, leverage the strengths of each other and if you're in a good partnership you're you're finding people that have opposite strengths from you or mm -hmm. different strengths so that you can compensate for some skills that you may or may not have so mm -hmm. i think um speaking on behalf of both Jimena, Jimena and i um Jimena is very extroverted um she's gets to know everybody in the community very easily mm -hmm. and so I think that's an important skill to have and make sure that you know people know what's going on and they know who you are yeah um so that's a big skill set that Jimena I think brings to the table 
for me, um, I'm a back-end person, I would say. <laughs> um, I, I have a lot of organizational skills, and mm-hmm. I love seeing charts and lists and, you know, Excel files and stuff just to keep all the details organized. Yeah. So I think that's another skill set that you need. Um, if you don't have a creative side or a graphic design side, I mm-hmm. think, you know, partnering with someone um, would be important too because the design aspect of the marketing and advertising can be expensive if you don't do it yourself. Yeah. And luckily, that's something that I think Kimana and I both bring to the table. Um, we have a skill set and we also enjoy that side of things. So those I think would be the top three. Himena, do you have any additional ones that you would like to add? Yeah, I think that I agree with a lot of what you mentioned. I think one other thing that's really important that kind of goes back a little bit to your previous question is mm-hmm. that since Lindsay and I went all in as soon as we started dancing tango yeah. and we were dancing, you know, five, six nights mm-hmm. a week and and we were going to festivals and other tango events, mm-hmm. we really had a good understanding of our community itself and who the people were and what their motivations were Mm -hmm. and um, we also had gone to other events that had been organized outside of our community Uh so we could see how other people were doing it. Mm -hmm. So that really helps when you're trying to get something going if you know who your audience is and you have a almost like a formula from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I also do have to mention that we have an amazing woman here, um, Lorena, who yes. organizes the New Orleans Tango Festival, and she mm-hmm. has been incredibly supportive of our efforts. Mm-hmm. And so having a mentor, I think, has been really helpful to us and so if you don't have a mentor then you definitely need to have the skills of finding one and nurturing that relationship to really help the ideas along and really help kind of guide you a little bit down the down the organizing path Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and I think um, more important than the skills that you need it's the passion yeah. For not just the dance, but for growing the community or nurturing the com- the community, mm-hmm. because that's going to be the reward that you get from all the hard work and time and other resources that you put into organizing. Um, you know, it's not really a fi- for us. It's never been a financial thing, right? Um, and so, if you're not getting rewarded monetarily the passion has to be there yeah it's a very giving it's a very giving activity yes for all of you tangueros out there um, definitely give your organizers a hug (laughs) at the end of the night (laughs) there's so much they have to go through and so much love they put in so in all the places where you traveled for for dancing you must have visited milongas everywhere What, what do effective tango communities have in common 
I think a big thing is nurturing the young people in the community mm-hmm. and making sure that they feel like they have a place. Okay. Um, and being really supportive of new new students. Yeah. Good. Really quick, Lindsay. Um, I'm having a tiny bit of trouble hearing you. Is c- can you maybe get? I, I I don't know if you're driving or if you have um or where you are. If you can maybe get the the mic a little bit closer to you, we'd be able to hear you a little better. Sure, I'll do my best. Um, I'm also getting a lot of feedback, so I'm not sure if it's. Oh, okay. You're not. Okay, uh, that's okay. How about you, Kimena? I completely agree with what Lindsay said about making the community and its events welcoming Mm -hmm. to new people and to beginners as being absolutely paramount to Mm -hmm. building a community and, and really making it a wonderful place. And I have been to a lot of tango communities around the world and I've reached out to a lot of them via Facebook for one reason or another and I have to say that I really think that building that sort of environment comes down to the instructors in that community. They are in a position to set the tone Mm -hmm. for how people interact with each other, what the events are like, how open events are to beginners, to out-of-towners, to Mm -hmm. people from other dance genres. Mm. And so uh, I have this great example of I went to a milonga in Porto in in Portugal last Mm. year when I was on vacation, and it took my husband and I a while to get there, a couple train rides and a really far walk. Wow. But... We finally made it. We were a little bit lost, mm-hmm. and we walked into this milonga, and instantly the organizer turned around, walked over to us, said hello, gave us a big hug, a Aww. kiss on the cheek, <laughs> asked us how we were doing, showed us to a table, sat down with us, and asked us all about everything. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> and his... He was so welcoming, him and his partner, Mm -hmm. and we stayed at this milonga, and it was wonderful. Everyone just seemed so happy to be there, and everybody was dancing with each other and having such a good time, and it really cemented in my mind how important it is to have organizers and instructors within the community Mm -hmm. really work to have that kind of atmosphere for beginners and and newcomers to the community, that it really does start with them. And that kind of idea and sentiment trickles down to the community at large. And Mm -hmm. and Lindsay and I have talked about this a lot, and we really really strive to to bring that to every event that we organize. Mm Yeah, that's great. I think that welcoming that can never you can never stress that enough. I mean, that even as experienced dancers, when we visit someplace new, it's always nice when someone comes up to say hello because that really that really goes a that goes a long way. Yeah. So, uh, switching gears now, and so when you deal with a, a 
variety of teachers. Uh, you probably see a lot more than the average tango dancers. Do you notice any kind of recurring patterns in terms of teaching philosophy that you that you see among all the teachers, or there's some kind of advice or theme that that seems to keep popping up that that's really valuable? For me, I've attended a lot of workshops, and like you said, we've brought in a lot of teachers. And the one thing that always kind of strikes me is their passion mm. and how, you know, some of them will have different ideas about technique or connection or things like that, but they are always so passionate about the dance and mm. the music and the connection that two people form when dancing. I've had the privilege of hosting some instructors for quite a while, you know, maybe like a month at a time, and there'll be a maybe two or three day stretch in there where there aren't any classes and mm -hmm. there isn't any practice and there really isn't any tango on at the house. And a couple of times, various instructors have said to me, oh, I just, I really miss tango. Mm -hmm. We need to put some music on, we need to practice, we need to do something because I ju they just feel like there's a void in their lives if they mm -hmm. don't have it. And that always really strikes me um, as being very important to their motivation for teaching. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How about you, Lindsay? Yeah, so a theme that I have seen time and time again is is much like what Jimena said, mm -hmm. you know, people bring in different techniques and ideas of what they think tangle is and mm -hmm. what works for them. Mm -hmm. And um, what all the instructors have said is there's no right or wrong way. It's just the technique that we appreciate. Lindsay, we're having a little trouble hearing you. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's better. <laughs> Sorry Thanks. about Sorry. that. No, that's okay. Um, so, yeah, so all of the instructors basically say that, that, you know, this is the technique that we've aligned ourselves with, but mm -hmm. what's important is for you to figure out on your own mm -hmm. what to take home from what we're teaching mm -hmm. and incorporate it into your own style and make tango your own, you know, put your own twist on, on tango. Mm -hmm. um, now, after teachers leave, you know, there's the, the excitement of having the teachers in your town or the excitement of a festival or... Um, and in your cases, you know, bringing the visiting instructors. But after after they leave, uh, I guess, what kind of advice would you have in retaining all the information that they've they've given? Well, I can start off and talk a little bit about what I do. Uh, mm -hmm. I definitely try to take full advantage of when instructors are visiting in town and not just attend mm -hmm. their group workshops, but I also like to take at least one or two private lessons, mm -hmm. and I take notes. Uh, I take a lot of notes during those lessons, and I review the notes. I have a notebook where I keep them all, and I try to review the last couple lessons I've taken, and I, what I do is I just pick one correction mm -hmm. for some time frame, mm -hmm. maybe a week, maybe two weeks, and I just focus on 
trying to build that into my dance, into my muscle memory. Mm. I won't lie, it is a little bit disappointing or a little bit <laughs> sad when instructors leave, especially after a full week or two of mm -hmm. nonstop workshops and classes and lessons. So I try to kind of keep dancing even if I'm feeling a little bit blue mm -hmm. and just keep in mind that we've had we've had really great instructors and we've had a really uh, easy time developing great relationships with the people that we bring in. Mm -hmm. And so most of them promise to come back very shortly. Mm -hmm. And so I try to focus on the fact that I want to be dancing better mm -hmm. the next time that they come back. And I really kind of keep that at the forefront that within maybe three or six months or a year, they'll be back. And I really want to impress. Like mm -hmm. I was paying a lot of attention. Nice. Nice. How about you, Lindsay? I don't really have much to say that's different than what Jimena does. I definitely okay. have a, a very super organized folder of um, of notes that I take during classes and during privates mm -hmm. um, and, of course, the videos. But for me, the note-taking process is really helpful because I handwrite my notes and then I type them up. And mm -hmm. so that's... And, you know, reiterating and reinforcing by writing twice, essentially, yeah. and then reading um, the concepts. Mm -hmm. And so understanding the concepts of it um, helps me to remember to do the things when I'm actually partaking in the dance. Yeah. Um, but yeah. definitely practicing, you know, I, I don't take a video and just mm -hmm. put it away. Right. Um, I definitely look and relook at the at, at my notes and at videos constantly mm -hmm. um, and keep on practicing. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I mean, you're you're absolutely right. It, this is it's a very active it's a very active process. I mean, we're not here to be entertained. We we're, we got to participate. Yeah, and a lot of the information, like even with notes and with reviewing the videos, like your body, it, it takes time for it to sink into your body. And um, yeah, I see a lot of students who get all excited and fired up. Well, that was a great workshop, but then they don't take videos. And then within a few weeks, it's gone. I, I want to switch gears again over to a promotion. When it comes to promoting, are there any strategies that you've tried that have, that have been particularly successful? I think it depends on what your community is like okay. and knowing your community is really important. What has worked for us and our community, because we are pretty small tango community, mm -hmm. is partnering with other organizers. Mm -hmm. um, I think sometimes you kind of feel ownership of, okay, these are the, the artists that I'm bringing in, so I want to have, you know, I want them to be mine. Yeah. And... Um, and for us, it's not like that at all because what we want, what our goal is for our success is that people have opportunities to learn and grow from phenomenal you know, instructors. Mm -hmm. And number two is that the artists feel like they've had a successful time both experience-wise but also financially mm -hmm. so that they'll come back and so what's important for us is for them to get the most exposure mm -hmm. and how we do that is by partnering um, you know and working and collaborating with the other instructors and organizers in the city so we do a lot of um, co I, I guess you could say co-sponsored or co-hosted events okay. with other organizers so that yes. the instructors are coming in to you know, consistent weekly milongas mm -hmm. um, that some of the other organizers 
organized in the in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll just partner with them so that their normal class is now just a special one, you know, taught by an outside artist. I see. And that's really worked well for us. Okay. So who's next on the um, who's who's next on your guest list or on your plans to uh, to bring up to uh, to the area? So in September, we are bringing in Florencia and Marco mm-hmm. from Buenos Aires. They won second place at the city competition in Buenos Aires in 2015 Mm. and they have been teaching extensively in the United States for about Mm. a year now Mm -hmm. and a lot of my friends have had a chance to take class with them or have even had a chance to dance with them and I've heard nothing but amazing things Awesome! and so I'm really excited to bring them in to New Orleans and so they can show us what what we've been missing out on while everyone else is getting these great lessons and and great chances to dance with them. Mm-hmm. It sounds as though you're getting the art of inviting instructors down pretty well. Do you find that this is something that gets easier over time? Several things have started to get easier. Mm-hmm. First of all, when we first started organizing, we had some some ideas about who we wanted to bring in and the type of talent we wanted to bring in and then just over time from hosting instructors and attending events we've been able to form some really amazing connections Mm -hmm. and so I think Lindsay and I have started to establish ourselves as Mm -hmm. as really amazing organizers in the southeast for mm-hmm. people who want to come to this area and are looking for a new city to give lessons in. So we've been very lucky to be presented with some amazing opportunities. Like for example, Sebastian mm-hmm. and Laura, we were able to host them through a connection that we made with Liz and Yannick Vanhoff, mm-hmm. uh, who are amazing dancers in and of themselves, but they're also wonderful people and were able to connect us with Sebastian and Laura. Nice. So I would say that that kind of has gotten easier. Mm-hmm. Also, as Lindsay mentioned before, we've already have a couple of these partnership and kind of co-hosting um, opportunities. We've done that several times already. Mm-hmm. And so that stuff is just now clicking and there isn't as much work involved with really making sure everyone's comfortable with the arrangement like there was maybe the first or second time. So it is, we, we've kind of developed a formula and it's gotten a little bit easier, but there's always unique challenges that come up and that always keep us on our toes. And like Lindsay said, we're, we really work hard to pro- present great opportunities mm-hmm. for our community, but we also really want to make sure that instructors have a really amazing time when they come to New Orleans, both from a teaching and financial aspect, but right. also from an ability to see the city and experience New Orleans for for what it is. And so we're always pushing ourselves to try something new, to bring something different to the table so 
in some ways it's gotten easier, but in some ways we're still always kind of looking for that new idea or yeah. that new event that's going to make our events pop or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, Lindsay and Humana, before we wrap things up, can you tell us where we can find more information about you and the plans you have for the New Orleans Tango community? Lindsay, why don't well, you answer we, this one? Yeah, sure. So, <laughs> oh, we have uh, our website. It's milongaosada.wordpress.com. Mm -hmm. And that has all of the latest and greatest um, events that we have, including our visiting instructors. We have a calendar um, on that page as well that goes over the next couple of months um, of all events that are in the New Orleans um, tango community. And then we also have a Facebook page, mm -hmm. Milanga Osada on Facebook. And then um, we also post a lot in the New Orleans Argentine Tango community group on the Facebook page as well. Okay, excellent. So I have all that information in the show notes after the podcast launches. Okay, well, thank you both again very much. And um, best of luck to you. I mean, again, you've been, I think you're doing an awesome thing down there. You brought in some really big names, and I think it's only gonna, it's only gonna get better. Okay, well, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Okay. All right, take care. We'll stay in touch. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Well, it was very fortunate that all three of our schedules were able to align to make this interview possible. So a couple of important points stuck out during our conversation. One is that Lindsay and Jimena bring up a really good point about tangle learning and that it's not the number of years you've been dancing that's important, it's the amount of effort you put in and how you use your time that counts. When visiting instructors come to your town, remember to take a video of the workshop summaries and to take a few minutes to jot down some detailed notes so you remember what was taught. Trust me, if you don't, you'll forget. Also, Lindsay and Kimena made a conscious effort to help their local tango community by inviting guest instructors. I know some of you listening are probably thinking of doing the same thing. Yes, it's a lot of work, and as my guest mentioned, it requires a lot of organizational skills. But having teachers come visit provides a fresh perspective, it gets community members excited, and it can lead to new friendships and connections. So don't wait for someone to encourage you or to give you permission. Team up with a friend or several friends and work together to make something happen. So thank you, Lindsay and Kimena, for sharing your thoughts. And to all of you listeners, thank you again so much for tuning into Joe's Tango Podcast. If you enjoyed this program, it would mean the world to me if you could take one minute to head over to iTunes, leave a five-star rating, a review, and remember to subscribe. We'll have more shows coming to you weekly. I'm Joe Yang. Talk to you again soon.